We we got a little bit of a late start, but that's all right. We're gonna we're gonna get a little uh, short session in tonight. Uh, so welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're gonna be playing our second session of our fourth season of the Night Tripper Day Trippers. It's the whole thing. I'm gonna kick it to Todd. What did we do last week or last time or Dusk we Trippers? <laughs> we were just dusk tripping, but we've now. <laughs> Past the uh, Terminator, we find ourselves in Night Tripper territory. <laughs> and a quick recap, the year is 2122. The world is a war-torn hellscape. And uh, Ula Vangelis, she lives here. Uh, she was off separated from her clan and looking for wreckage in the burnt, um, evading reconnaissance drones and checking out the geothermal power plant nearby, which they're trying to figure out how to drain power from one of these days. She gets that weird, nauseous feeling that there's a reality flux is about to happen. As she tries dodging out of the way when this portal opens up and two guys come tumbling out of it right into her. It is Nash and Reggie. Now, their last memory was that they were on the deck of the Marduk in a completely different timeline and they were about to witness themselves in the same ship they were in appearing in the same space they were in and reggie knew that was bad so he began lucid dreaming fervently passed out on the floor and that was the last moment that they realized that reality was real for them and then suddenly they're in this like a hallway between worlds and trey figures out how to move by thinking in a certain way and he grabs nash by the hand and pulls them through this vortex and out they tumble into this female they've never met her they don't know this world they've never been here but there's something about that city in the distance it does seem oddly familiar although it's covered with a great dome and the sky is a terrible dark shade of orange so this is the hellscape you find yourself facing having tumbled out the vortex and meeting Ula, who oddly isn't all that shocked that strangers can come in and out of these reality fractures. I mean, they do happen randomly and all the time. People have disappeared through them, so just kind of stands to reason that people can come out through them as well. So she introduces them to her clan, but they've got some bad news. There's a squad of drones seeking her. Ula knows what they're after. It's the experimental AI software that she's got in her head. She escaped from a situation that she may want to talk about later. So escape from Ubiquicity, also known as Union City, that big dome city in the distance several years ago, fending for her life out here. She recently ran into this clan maybe a year or two ago. And it sounds like now she's led the enemy straight to them. They go off on a recon mission to try to drag the drones away from the camp. They get into a battle with some drones. They shoot them down out of the sky and Trey, by the way, hacks one of them and makes it his new little puppy dog friend. And then they come back to the camp. And by the time they get back there, the camp has captured a bounty hunter, a guy named Karen Baxter, who is just one of several, we learn, who had been sent out for a million dollar price on Ula's head. They're not going to stop. Trey shoots the bounty hunter in the head, and just then another glowing vortex appears, and out of it tumbles this glass jar of ornate design, maybe the size of a tall butane tank, 
And inside there is a baby, and that baby's hooked via wires and tubes to the outside of the jar, and the jar has a base and speakers allowing the baby to hear and listen because this is Reggie, and he has dreamed his way back into this reality. It seems he's wanted to be with his friends. Well, the clan takes one look at this, the talking baby in a jar, and the fact that Ula's not surprised by any of this stuff. And Keck, leader of the clan, comes to her and says, I don't know what all this is, but you all have got to go. That's where we left off, people. Which, I mean, that's a, a, a totally acceptable, a very normal response to everything that she's seen. Um, you know, Nash looks over to reasonable says, that's a great that's a that's the perfect word for it it was a very reasonable reasonable response to what she saw is the baby talking right now i think i think is are you yeah are i think, you I think so am i yeah because because the baby's now talking about her like this is too much for keck to handle she just throws her hands up walks out of the tent nash just looks that one was good says, too that was probably appropriate for her to do <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm sorry. We we didn't. I mean, we didn't mean to fuck this up for you. I, we don't even know how we got here. Um, fuck. Um, is is there anything we could do to make it right? I, I don't. I mean, if, if they know where you're at, I mean, I guess they're going to keep coming anyway, right? I mean, is do you have another place it's, to bounce to? It's not your fault. I mean, they were they were hunting me anyway, so they were going to find me one way or the other, and it was just a matter of time. However. What the fuck is that? <laughs> She's pointing oh, at Reggie. <laughs> By the way, Jack just Jack just asked an important question, so I want to give Ula a you have a survival skill, yes? Sure. Yep. Yeah. Probably. Let me pull up my character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute since I looked at it. Uh, the important uh, question that Nash asked uh, was, "Do you have a place to bounce?" And that's the question we're going to answer to see if you had previously made a survival role to set aside some place to bounce. I don't really have survival as a skill per se. Nope. <laughs> we used something like it last time. What was it? Stealth? Um, I mean, stealth. Uh, yeah, that's probably it. Mm, yeah, not in this situation, though. All right. So we're just going to call it a, a straight brains roll then. Okay. Uh, brains roll. This is it's not really hard to think of this. Let's call it challenging. It's a three B three. Okay. So remind me again. Sorry, it's been a few weeks. Your your brains score tells you yeah. the number of dice that you're going to yes. roll, and you're yeah. going to take the highest one. Now, if we were adding a skill, that would be added to it. I have two fours and a three. All right. So you've got a four, which means you beat a three by one. So yes, you do in fact have one and exactly one place to bounce. You've got a little cache with, with some food and maybe some weapons. And I don't know if it's enough space for four, well, three people in a jar. Yeah. I'm like an eight, an eighth of a person, like a one, like three and one eighth. How are we going to take care of it? Are we going to have to feed it? Do we need to get it like nutrients somehow? What is it doing? How is I don't know. With a grown man's voice, you know this person. It's well. So this is, and he like I'm looks a baby. down at the jar. He goes, "This is this is our buddy Reggie." I, I don't, I don't know how he got like this. And he kind of like waves his hands towards the jar. He wasn't like this when we left. 
Can right. I see that? Do I see? Todd, do I see? You can see. In fact, Reggie, you're the one that notices it right now behind every, you're all like all the adults are engrossed in their conversation and most of them are looking at you, but you're down closer to the ground. And so you see the children have been coming closer and closer to the dead body on the floor. And now they're squealing with delight because one of them just stuck his finger in the bullet hole. Oh, gross. Okay, kids, yeah. go outside. Reggie's engrossed in that for the moment. <laughs> um, look, I <laughs> We Over we can there. bring something. I'll, I'll carry. I mean, we, we, he's got to come with us. I mean, there's there's no question. They're like I mean, poking at the bullet hole. Okay, I'm going to shoo the children out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shoo the children know. away from the body. I'm going to leave it in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> get out. Yeah, get away from that. That's not a toy. All right, they're gone. They're gone. Rich, how they're do laughing you- as they go. What, what what is what is this, like what is this what 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 happened? I don't know. They're poking at the bullet holes. I don't no, know. No no no, not the kids. Want to stay here anyway? You, why are you a baby? What you what the? I I'm pretty sure. Listen, I know we have a, probably a lot to talk about, but I'm pretty sure I've always been a baby. I don't, I think maybe all of our collective memories have sort of been, you know. I, I think it's probably it's uh, probably best to just understand that maybe the last few uh i don't know series of adventures have sort of been all a dream you know how we were bouncing through everything and reality was nothing and it was also everything and then time was nothing but it was also everything you know how all that was happening yeah um trey trey will have gone through his his uh memory bank all his stored images that he has he'll pull one up of reggie as a grown person and then have uh totes Hollow project that, like so everybody can see it. Like, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mr. Reggie, you have not always been a baby. You were a grown man just a few days ago. I'm pretty sure that was probably just like a projection, like a lucid, like a lucid dreaming sort of projection. You know, I, I think I, I can, I can do something. I can do something like that too. And 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 um, it's like, can I change the image to me as a baby in this projection? <laughs> You can certainly try to. Just try and like see, try to see things how I'm sort of. This is kind of how I'm seeing things now, and then I want to, I want to change it so that the image actually shows me as a baby. <laughs> uh, B to seven. Now this is going to be a lucid dreaming roll, I presume. This is in fact a lucid dreaming. Roll. <laughs> okay. okay, let's see. Okay, ten. <laughs> <laughs> Six plus four is a ten. He's got cat ears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, wait, can I add something on top of that? Well, you're going to have an and. So okay, the, yeah. the hologram shifts into a baby and. Uh, and and this is this is a harmless thing. I just wanted to sort of like mess, not mess with Trey, but just be like, oh, maybe maybe this is correct. It's the little 8-bit Reggie oh. who like walk, walks into frame and like rearranges all the little, you know, pixels and shit. And then <laughs> there's there's the little baby thing. Like I've been, a, I was always a baby. It's the I was always a baby, Trey. Trey saw when he looked into the screen on the drone. Yeah, and here comes little, you know, Reggie just hopping in, little 8-bit Reggie, and he just sort of, like, messes around with your stuff. Okay, okay. And- All right. Stop. Stop for just a minute, because Man, they're, just they're literally on the way to destroy this area, right? Like, our oh, yeah, lives picture. are in danger. You're right. You're right. We, have we no should time get the fuck out of here, okay. and then okay, you can me, argue um, about whether or not he was a baby. Because I really don't care. <laughs> I, I start casting around to to 
make something that I can baby Bjorn him. Yes, you do. Of course you do. I'm gonna oh, go try yeah, and well, get all of my stuff. Scraps of leather and rope, and you're in you're in the right place. Keck is like a, a, a gardener and a craftsperson. There's all sorts of stuff around. Yep, yep. I, so I, I'm, I I'm gonna go thing. I'm gonna go try and like get as much stuff as I can, and I'm going to rope whoever's nearest to me into like taking anything useful like here here's a bag right, and yeah. just like stuff things into it <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I definitely into i'll he'll i'll go help ula gather up any supplies that she thinks we might need okay. you should be the bearer of the ticking clock but i do need to remind you that out in the field examining the last drone ula saw that this place had been declared an active salvage zone this whole region mm-hmm. And it said at that time that you had one hour to vacate. And it's been half an hour. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to GTFO here in a we're minute. We're going to have to GTGO the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so grabbing everything that is immediately grabbable within, you know, like 10 minutes or something and throwing it into bags. Um, so uh, she has a friend she has a friend um her friend was in the group i'm trying to remember their name oh back in my notes beneficent drill was the one i think was your drill montago yeah so she's gonna go find drill before she like completely (laughs) skips out Okay, he was here a couple minutes ago. Um, mm-hmm. When Keck left, everybody else just sort of wandered off after her. Uh, so he's probably back in his hut. Okay. I did tell them that they have to get the fuck out of here, right? Like they... You told uh, Keck and whoever mm-hmm. was there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, all so right. pretty much pretty much everyone knows. Um, so they're, they're all in their various huts, going through their shit, trying to decide what to take and what they have to leave. Okay. So we'll go find Drill. Before she leaves. Yeah. He's got a backpack and a bunch of shit in it, which is like his his minimal bug out bag. He's always ready to bug out, but he's standing there staring at the truck. He was like 99% done with this truck. He's just got his hands on his hips. And when you come in, he, he looks up and he goes, I, I know it's not your fault, but I wish I could take this fucking thing. She takes this spark plugs and copper bits that she got and she hands them to him because she salvaged some stuff from that cop car. She doesn't really say anything. I appreciate, she just it. To him. I appreciate it, my friend. Uh, I wish this would do it, but it didn't going to do it. We were so close. Yeah. Ty, can I make it run? But you're not there. I'm not there. Shut up, John. <laughs> it would only be a frame anyway, right, Todd? I mean, the the... The lucid dreaming wouldn't make it run forever. No. Yeah, when he does the lucid dreaming, it's like for a frame or for a minute or you know for a little bit. Yeah, but I'm not there. For a narratively elastic bit. <laughs> um, she just claps him on the shoulder and says, "You know, I'll see you around." I'm sure you will. Careful out there. You too. So she goes to find I guess the. <laughs> Her new friends. <laughs> uh, 
Nash comes bursting out from the thing. Her acquaintance. Reggie strapped <laughs> oh, to him. You, the, that was the, great. I, I didn't move a bit. You just you kicked in the door. You're just running. I'm not moving at all. You've strapped me so tight. We're going to have. Can you do it? All right, look. We got to get out of here. We'll have to talk about this later. Like, we've got to go. Willis, we've got to go. That's Ula, by the way. Hello, Ula. My name is Reggie. Yeah, and it's, as Ula walks back into uh, Keck's place, she sees that Keck is uh, downstairs in the underground garden. Uh, she's trying to salvage as many vegetables as she can. Okay. Uh, she's more interested in the food than in the stuff up here in her hut. Yeah, I mean, Ula doesn't know what to say and just thinks that she needs to get as far away as possible because she just sort of feels like, well, this is all my fault, so I'm going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, of all the people in this place, uh, Drill is probably the only one who isn't, like, legit pissed at you right now. Yeah. yeah. So she will up and out of there uh, and start heading towards her. So do I? does she think that her bug out spot, her little hidey hole or whatever that she has, is far enough away for it to not be affected by this zone? Uh, you have a bug out spot. It is about 10 miles south of here, which is away from the city. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could run toward the city, like maybe even into the city. Either would take you through the zone that's been declared to, uh, active. Or you could go to the west. The power plant is in a separate zone. Try to hide somewhere out there. And to the east, you don't really know what's out there. It's it's war-torn badlands out there. It, this doesn't just affect her, so she's basically going to say this to everyone else. Yeah, and by the like, way, when I say war-torn badlands, I mean you will, as moving along over the course of a day, regularly come in contact with chaotic storms, flex storms, uh, random weather, live ordinance, bounty hunters, dangerous technology, environmental hazards, detritus of war, and dangerous ruins. That's what's out there. Probably not that way. <laughs> At least not yet. <laughs> I mean, if, if you've got a place, if you already have a place to bug out to, I think best best probably to go to there, regroup, try to figure out what the fuck is going on. All right. Well, let's try that, at least for the time being. Perhaps it'll calm down a bit. And perhaps they'll move on and start switching for me somewhere else. All right, uh, good for you guys. Well, Reg, I mean, I guess I don't really get a. I mean, you're going, <laughs> you're going wherever I, we're going. I am with you <laughs> forever. And uh, just, I, I uh, roll real quick, while uh, ones, which means no encounters, and you're going to jump cut from here to the bug out spot. So, anything you want to say before you leave, say it. Um, while so Trey was helping Ula kind of gather up any supplies, but then she went and talked to Drill. Mm-hmm. So left kind of to his own accord, he's going to assume that anything that isn't nailed down <laughs> is should be taken <laughs> because it's just going to be destroyed anyway. Mm-hmm. So any like communications tech or anything that he feels could potentially he could use to create either a comms network or assist in like a mobile hotspot type thing. He's gonna grab and take i hear you okay so um can you think of a skill that's foraging survival urban you don't have any of that kind of shit um 
I don't. I have I have electronics, maybe to like try to find stuff that could be potentially useful. If you want to focus um, only on looking for stuff that's electronic, then that kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm 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 looking purely for hardware that I can use to put to 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 assist in strengthening or creating the comm system that I currently have. Okay, so we're gonna call this a we're gonna call this a brains roll for you. Cool. Um, and I mean, there are some characters for whom maybe it involves psyche, but not Trey. So this is a brains roll. You can add elect. What do you get? Seven. Nice. Very nice. All right. Uh, real quick. You find one old desktop computer. You, you don't want to even take the whole thing. What, what do you want to... Oh, no. I mean, if I can take, like, maybe the uh, the motherboard, the power supply, the, you know, the, the basic guts of it, just kind of... Because yeah, I I don't need the GPU or the fans or anything right, like right, that. Right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So um, you find uh, two heat sinks. Mm-hmm. You find <laughs> you find um, one uh, two liter size propane tank full of propane. Ooh, those could be useful. And you find what I'm going to call uh, two points of electronic intel. Ooh, okay. Nice. Um, was there any... Know, you don't even know what that is yet. It's like a hard yeah. disk or a thumb drive that you just grabbed it and shoved it in your pack. Don't even know. Right. Um, was there any like uh, soldering equipment or anything up here? Or? Uh, drill has a whole tent. Yeah, I don't want to... Yeah, yeah I'm trying to do this away from everybody else. Not, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm trying to steal it and not get caught, but I don't want to encroach. Like, I'm assuming everything in their workshop they're going to take with them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm well, not trying okay. to. You've got you've got two points uh, of intel. If you want to burn one of them and make it the object you wish, go ahead. Yeah, let's do that. All right. You now have one point of electronic intel and whatever. It, is you just said and some soldering equipment nice i hope you write all this down because i am not i am yeah (laughs) before before the screen wipes you know we take like a last look over our shoulders we like you know shrug the pack and kind of like look back over it you know people kind of spreading out all their different directions and he he looks at Uli and he says i know you might not believe it but we're we're actually pretty good at this kind of stuff Cut to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She kind of like hangs her head. Like, oh, yeah. it's cute. You think <laughs> that? <laughs> She's like, you know, in your reality, when shit is not completely broken, I do. <laughs> um, so, so if everybody's, are we done at camp here? You know what I think of it as? It's it's it would be like if you took, I don't know, somebody who was a really good fighter and tech expert in the modern world, and then you just stuck them out in the middle of the desert in like really extreme conditions, and then you're just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great, and go, <laughs> like survive. You're, you're very capable, but. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so she's, um, gosh, she got, uh, her mental state is really effed up right now. So, she, I, you know, I think she's probably numb. She's probably just compartmentalizing all of it and is going to focus on trying to get where they need to get as quickly and safely as possible and keep these guys alive. <laughs> like, that's just, she's like, now, oh. Now, like, uh, unlike, unlike these other characters here, you are actually familiar with where things are generally kept in this camp. Yeah. So if you wanted to, and and, and if you succeeded in a brain stroll, uh, you could pull together some random gear like Trey just did, or uh, you could even pull together a pro kit or a skill of your choice. Um, all right. Uh, then I would say pro kit for stealth so that we can get there and not get found. So I'm thinking like... What does a pro um, kit stealth look like? You know, probably like stuff A, like if we need to camp or anywhere uh, along the way that we have um, like netting, like camouflage netting and uh, anything that would uh, interfere with anything scanning for us, uh, you know, some sort of technology wise that might interrupt that. Okay. Uh, uh, Now, the question, I suppose, is why wouldn't you have been using it out in the field before? And I think the answer is because it doesn't belong to you. So um, you'd have to steal it. Okay. Well, steal. (laughs) Uh, It belongs to Montago. And he's actually not in his hut right now. If If you run in, you can... You can grab his, what it is, is a bio masker that he wears uh, somewhere harnessed on his body. And it emits this sort of blur that confuses the drone signals, uh, laser, sonar. Yeah, she, she's not going to fuck over the people that have been helping her for months. Uh, no, no, mm-hmm. no, no way. So, no, if it requires stealing, she would just do something else. So she'll just scrounge for whatever she can find that she knows it's not going to be taken or, you know, other people have said, no, I'm not taking that. You can have it. So let's call this a brains roll. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's any skills that are actually applicable to it. Okay. So you've got two random items. You have got, Oh, there's a whole, no, no, it's not a whole stack, but there's four (laughs) pairs of uh, safety goggles. Okay. <laughs> Which actually, you know, the air out there, it does burn your lungs and it's probably bad for your eyes. It's not a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, you also find a gas torch, which will go nicely with uh, Trey's uh, propane. So you can cut some metal. And that's it. Okay. She throws the gas torch to Trey. And then she hands out goggles for everyone, but the baby probably doesn't need them. Um, Nash puts them on top of the (laughs) jar. I love it. I love the visual. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. (laughs) Is the is the harness is it is it front carry or is it rear carry? I think it has to. Uh, I think it's got to be rear. I keep saying baby Bjorn, but I think it's got to be rear carry. Otherwise, it's going to make me less effective if I've got to do anything. Okay, so the baby's on your back. Do you turn it so that Reggie's facing backward? So you've got, like, eyes in the back of your head? I'm always watching your back. I've got your back. Oh, I love it. 
<laughs> Are you you sure you you're good that way? You're not gonna I'm get bored. All over, don't you worry about your six, mate. I'm all over it. All right. Love you, man. I all love right. you too. <laughs> and and then you get a move on, and not a moment too soon, because as you're leaving south, the sun is pretty much finished going down. And uh this is the view that Reggie sees out the backpack as he faces north. The drones are coming, people. And there's a lot of stars in the sky. They're all jumbled together and floating around in a very specific pattern. It's the drones! I think we might have to go faster. Go, go, go. We gotta go. We gotta go. I thought they were stars. I was wrong. I'm terrible at watching your six. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. You're just a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Jump, cut, two. Ulus bug out spot. Tell me about this place you've thrown together for yourself. Uh, you know, um, I'm going to say that it was like an old, like a camper or something that is like partially buried. There's like all kinds of stuff around it. So it's sort of like become like a camper cave. <laughs> and then it has, you know, she's, she's found some ways to kind of, you know, uh, I, I would say she probably found some ways to to make it so that it didn't look like it was being used, and then um, you know hooked up maybe some solar panels for a little bit of power, and probably just using like uh, I don't know some sort of well um, probably fa- figured out a way to to get some water from like a well or something that she had to spend a good amount of time like digging and and dealing with with that whole mess um well digging really sucks <laughs> a whole lot but there's probably no rainwater that isn't uh, it, uh, there's probably no rainwater um, yeah well you really need some kind of filtration system well, she's a she is an engineer, so that part she could do it with enough time and enough scrounging, you know. And I think, you know, if this was her one and only spot to like get away from, she'd probably spend a good amount of time trying to make it at least like have in her basis. plans. You know, one day when I spruce up this place, I'll add some extra cool shit. <laughs> but it's basic right now. There's a little bit of water. There's some place that you can stay. There's a little bit of power, and that's it. Okay, so this is like a like a camp like how big of a camper? Um, maybe like three rooms, right? So it had like a living space, a bedroom, you know, uh, a a bathroom, and like a kitchen area. It was like a, a full RV, or was it towed by a truck? It was like an RV. Okay. Okay. Yeah, broken down RV. Cool. Nash laughs aside and says, "That reminds me of the Bago." <laughs> oh yes, right. That was a great time that we had. I, I had, I spent all of my money. On, that's you know what we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, it was great. The bago was wonderful. This does remind us of the bago. Uh, I mean, if it makes to, you feel any better, up to the better, north, to the none north. Of it matters it, anymore, right? I mean, I'm not convinced it ever mattered in the first place. But yeah, exactly. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reggie's been making little comments like that. Uh, he has been insinuating the whole way here that everything you remember was actually a dream. You just don't know that. I mean, it all happened, but it was all always also a dream. But who, who's, you know what? I, I can't, I, I don't want to, I can't, I don't want to do that right now. 
<laughs> you know, this is going to be something that we unravel over time. I, 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 it, but it's it, we're all here now. And we're all back together. Ula's great. This is going to be wonderful. This is going to be such a memorable adventure. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> That's um, probably fine. Uh, Ten miles to the north, you see little explosions going off. Well, how how safe do you think this place is going to be? Like, is this place we can we can post up in for a while, or do we need to start looking for for something else? I don't know the answer to that. All right, um, fuck. You do like, know you do know that uh, that Sisek divides the regions surrounding the city into area of concentric rings, which are then split into sectors. And so you're pretty sure you're out of the sector that they will deal with tonight, but they may come back and do the next sector tomorrow, and who knows which direction they'll be going. So it, it just depends on which way they go, or where they, whether, you know, whether or not there's any drive to do additional work, how, how serious they are about finding me. So, just then what, there's one particularly big explosion 10 miles to the north. Brains roll for Ula. Uh, Peter, two. Four. Um, yeah, that was drills. Um, he had a, a he had a lot of gas. He had several hundred gallons of gas. That was Drill's gas tank. So what happens, I guess, when they do this, Todd? Like, what what do I know about what, what is happening? Like, um, they're, they're sweeping the zone. Um, for what they call reclamation efforts, the idea is that um, it's kind of like uh, the the right of kings in in feudal times, that basically the city claims right to all of the devastated terrain surrounding it, and basically like anyone who tries to shoot one of those ducks was declared a poacher and could be killed by the king. That's a little bit like that. Okay, so they're just looking for any indication of so, of anybody trying to live out there and use anything, and then they're just going to blow it up. Um, well, they don't want to blow everything up. What they want to do is send salvage teams out here, but they don't want anybody else getting it because there's also, hush, hush, rebel forces who sometimes fight back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the drones are attacking... Something? What are they attacking? Right now, uh, well, you can tell by that explosion, they found the camp and they've obliterated it. Okay. And the good news is they might think they got you. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. It could possibly buy me some time. I don't know. They might think that I'm dead now. That would be nice. It was the last transmitted location of the bounty hunter. I'm sorry, but do we know, or did I miss maybe why they are pursuing you so aggressively? If I may ask. Well. The screen goes all wavy and it says. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Once upon a time, a very long time ago, feels like a few years anyway, um, I was living in Ubiquit City and I was working for a particular corporation and uh, I was in 
charge of a particular project and some things went wrong and I'm not even sure now exactly why or what happened, but I was blamed and it was ostensibly my project. So it was my fault and it put me in debt to the company quite severely and they decided that the way that I needed to repay them was to join a particular experimental program that they needed volunteers for and so I was volunteered um and unfortunately well um it it involved uh experimentation of AI and human interface and they are hunting experiments that escaped them and they wanted to make a better weapon. Trey's ears perk up like a fucking dog that sends a squirrel. He's like, AI what? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what is the name of the company? I know that there might be very slight correlations between our realities, but slight as they may be. It was Wolfram Medical. And we... I'll we make a brains roll on that. I can't hear you, Todd. Are you Todd, talking? God, you're muted. Sorry. Wolfram was also the signature code that Trey found when he was hacking the drone. Yeah, I have a note on that, so... Does, does that ring a bell at all yeah. from our... Nothing from the before four times? Plane of existence? Oh, yeah. Every, everybody knows what Wolfram Medical is. Uh, they um, they do cyberware, basically, and a whole lot of super secret medical experiments. Would Crab have had any connection with them? Is there any overlay in terms of what they do and specifically like this <laughs> uh, let me answer that question in a minute because crab absolutely interfaces with them but let me i can tell you a bit more about the nature of that mm-hmm. in a minute um you're all aware of the existence of uh, all of these corporations exist in all of your worlds mm. so none of these names are a surprise to any of you which is kind of interesting in and of itself they're they're everywhere. Is is there a version of uh, Somnambula here? Does that does that ring a bell? Does that ring a bell to me? No, that's the first hmm. corporation that's been mentioned that you do not recognize the name of. I don't. I don't actually know that one. I I just um. What were the name of the uh the group that I. The siblings that I was hunting, that I was supposed to hunt, and then uh, the pan sibs, also cyber enhanced people living in the underground, but they live within the city. And to answer Jesse's earlier question, Crab and Wolfram um, have an entirely neutral relationship, no direct links between. Okay, I was my. I mean, Trey's main concern was. Whether or not they had, well, what I was inquiring is whether or not they would have had anything to do with the enhancements that Trey has, or if that was all completely kept in-house. 
Uh, it is possible that one of these corporations has at times served as the client, quote unquote, of the other for this project mm -hmm. or that. It may even be possible that you and your clatch went out on missions uh, on Wolfram's behalf in the past. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't, that's, that's not the level of uh, relationship that we're talking about. You know, there's no, there's no real strong ties or anonymity between the two companies. Mm -hmm. So the, the previous group of experiments were a group of siblings. They're, they're sort of called the pan-sibs. Does that ring a bell? Trey, Rin's roll yes. for you. Three. <laughs> oh, I got a three. I got one, two, three. <laughs> uh, you've heard the name, but you know nothing about them. Some kind of underground legend, you thought. Yeah. Something that all us clatches aspire to be, but nobody actually knows anything about them. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like Captain Crunch back in the hacker days. It's like not yep. even really sure that's a real person. Mm -hmm. So Ula is going to pull out a flask of some of some sort of like, you know, paint thinner alcohol and she'll pass it around. <laughs> nice. You know, just, Nash, um, Nash like sniffs and then like immediately passes it back. Like, he, like shakes his hand, like passes it back. Says, "No, no, 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 thank you." <laughs> she takes a couple of long swigs off of it. <laughs> She's like, "So the Pensims live within the city, and they are." Um, Todd, would you say that they're important to? Not only do they live sort of like underground, and like aren't part of like. Uh, like the active culture or the, I don't know, the main culture of the city, but would you say that they're part of like some sort of rebellion? Like a, like a n resistance? No, no, no. I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, they are considered like, you know, public enemy, mm -hmm. like number one through seven, perhaps, but not for political reasons. It's because they're like underground kingpins of the crime world. Uh, and they are hackers, but most criminals are hackers these days. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. It's not the same as the groups like uh, there's a group called Eve, which is stylized three v three. Everybody knows them too because they always go on the media to claim responsibility for buildings that blow up. They're a legitimate underground organization that's anti-capitalist, anti-corporate, and literally has an army. Those are the real rebels. Groups like that. Are the, are the pansibs razor and blade? Are, are they razor and blade? <laughs> From hackers? No, there are. No? There are okay. There are seven of them, and I do know their names, or I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. All right. All right. They, um, all of their names are like uh, exotic minerals. Ooh. Well, so, so now she says, uh, well, I mean, they can't, they, I mean, obviously they can't track you, right? I mean, even with that. Gadgets, and he kind of like waves his hand by his head, you know, like like whatever they put in you, or else they would have found you by now, right? So like, we should be okay here for at least tonight. I'm assuming. I think so. I, I, I as far as I know, we'll be all right for a bit. Um, it at least gives us an opportunity to just regroup. And, uh, I just met you today, and you fell out of a hole. <laughs> 
it, it's 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 weird for us too. Uh, we we were on uh, a regular Earth. He uses air quotes. This morning, uh, I mean, things were weird. I mean, we were we were in a weird spot. Uh, there was a. Uh, so okay. Reggie can, I mean, as you saw with the hologram, like he has the ability to affect the world. Um, Reg, but like usually it's only a dream world, right? Like he could, he could lucid dream, like he can make things happen. But like if this is a stable reality, like if this isn't a dream world, it, it's harder, right, Reg? Am I, am oh, it's way right? harder. Yeah, no, you're you're doing it. You're doing it just fine. It's way harder for me to affect stable uh, worlds like, like this. But I mean, yeah, it, that's that's true. Bridget, give me a brains roll, please. Let me just let me just do a quick brains roll, real quick. Add lucid dreaming. Add lucid dreaming. Yeah. All right. So I have a, a four, and plus four is eight. Unit. Uh, okay. As those words are coming out of your little speakers, you realize that. About half an hour ago, when you changed the hologram from the big Reggie to the small Reggie, as the words are coming, yeah, in a stable reality, it's much harder to, and you realize that was super easy. It's just, it's, um, hold on. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're, you're, you're correct. If it's a stable reality, it should be hard. I mean, what do you mean? Very hard. So, so, so what are you saying then? Well... If well, I can't. I can't look around. I can't do like visual cue thing. <laughs> like I can't be like uh, Reg, Reggie looks around suspiciously because I don't. I don't. I'm in the vat and fluid. I mean, oh, yeah. you're, like you're in a glass thing, right? I mean, you could still. Yeah. Oh, this opens up a whole. Okay. Yep. So Reggie, Reggie sort of looks around, kind of <laughs> suspiciously. Goes. It isn't really that hard here right now. Fuck. Ula. You had mentioned, or at least you were not surprised that we came out of a time rift. Uh, and you had mentioned that these are not out of the ordinary. So starting about two years ago, which was close to the time when I started, well, when I met my previous friends, um, the area around the city began having these episodes, uh, storms, uh, reality breaks. Uh, and so we sort of learned there's a certain feeling you get. It's like in the pit of your stomach. If you can just imagine like uh, you're standing perfectly still, but you feel like you've fallen. If you ever have that feeling, you should run. Just you, you you said two years ago. What what year are we? What, what year is it now? It is twenty one twenty two. Two years old. Nineteen. Fuck Reggie. When? Oh, I just when when was it? Feeling. When did we start to have those problems? It's about the right time, isn't it? I don't know if it matters. <laughs> I know. Fuck! I you keep saying like, that. I know. I, but here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm sort of afraid of right now. R remember how we just sort of we snapped back and we all just assumed we were back. In the in the correct reality, well, what? I, uh, and Reggie's actually kind of struggling to to say this out loud. So, <laughs> oh, guys, I, I think maybe we did. We just stumble upon another time loop. Did we just create one? Like, and we created another one of those head. time loops. Is is this? 
I mean, is this Frank's doing? No. Is this the outfall from from everything that happened before we saw? No, remember ourselves? the whole thing where there was the lines, and then there was the circles going back to the other timeline. Remember that whole that whole thing? Well, Charlie, Charlie fucked us. Yeah, my Charlie bounced us out, and we, yeah. <laughs> Trey, we never made it Trey back, will, right? Uh, Trey will be turning to Ula every once in a while. <laughs> and be like, uh, Frank was a person who had copied himself by going into his own dreams, and we eventually had to kill most of them. And then when they <laughs> mentioned uh, uh, Charlie, it's like, uh, Charlie was a cat man from an alternate universe uh, <laughs> that we stumbled across, but then he played a practical joke on us by bringing us to an alternate dimension when we attempted to go back home. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, are we the Charlie of this dimension now? That's true. Although, small correction, yeah, you didn't kill the Franks. Uh, Frank has gone off in a sort of a magical ritual of his own, and you don't know where he ended up. Well, I did kill a few of them, if you recall. <laughs> uh, you killed I don't some think of those. You did. You killed some of those insomnambula, right? And then, and I then did, a yeah. bunch of them out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, he popped a bunch of them. Yeah, he was just. I did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, can you can you just stop me? Does that hold water? What I'm what I'm saying, Todd? Like, like are we the inciting event of another weird like pancake slash multi tiered time looped? Well, bonanza? right now, right now, Ula is just like listening to all of this like some weird fairy tale. None of this makes any more sense than the fact that it's coming out of the mouth of a baby in a jar. Jack <laughs> and Trey are trying very very hard to process this information. And the three of you sit there silently staring at this baby when you suddenly hear a little <laughs> kind of a sound out in the, I'm going to say yard, like a little cleared area that you have in, in front of the place. Are there any, I mean, probably not, but are there any like windows or like any openings at all oh, within yeah. the, yeah. yeah all right. One. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to grab totes. And and kind of fly him out one of those windows real quick, one of the openings. Oh, we, we just had a and narrative have him, interruption. Like, do a quick loop around. It was a narrative interruption. We've hit on something. Nash, Nash immediately stands, grabs a rifle, and is like, you know, by the door. You are by the door just in time to see this little dude right here. Oh no! He goes. His little head spins, oh, looks directly shit. in your direction. You realize there's like. Five of them. They're all scattered around the front yard. Little cute little killbots. They're about a foot tall, and they're about to aim their lasers at you. But we're gonna break right there. Fuck adorable killbots. An adorable killbots. <laughs> kill <laughs> They've got adorable killbots. <laughs> That's how they lull you in. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.